Hello, welcome to Digital Nomad Ventures, the podcast for aspiring and experienced digital nomads teaching how to travel the world on a budget. Thanks for joining us. Today, I'm doing a remote interview with David Rule. He is a travel photographer uh, currently living in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And uh, he's, uh, I found him on Instagram. I was really inspired by his artwork, so I reached out. And uh, now we are talking to each other on the podcast. So thanks for, so much for listening, and let me introduce David Rule. Hello, David. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Wait through your bio right now but i think it would be better if you just introduced yourself it looks like you've been working with tourism boards brands and businesses and just traveling the world taking photos yeah pretty much so yeah i grew up in um pinedale wyoming which is a tiny little mountain town just south of jackson and um then after high school i went on to the university of wyoming with the intention of becoming a doctor and uh in three years, I finished my degree studying physiology and neuroscience, but I kind of, throughout the course of those three years, I just realized my passion really doesn't lie in medicine, and I just really didn't want to do that for the rest of my life. So <laughs> I kind of, my last year, um, which is a little over a year ago, um, I had like started doing camera stuff, and um, so I really, with no plans or anything, I was just like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to go like travel the world with this camera. I mean, I'm never going to like be this young and free again and have this much, I don't know, freedom to really do whatever I want with no, nothing to lose. So I just, um, I found, uh, there's this media agency, um, near where I live, uh, in Jackson and, um, yeah, they, uh, it was Origin Media, and they offered me an internship for the summer after I graduated. So I went there. I kind of, through them, learned a little bit about um, doing photography and video professionally. And then right after that summer, I um, took off on a trip to Europe for no real reason at all and <laughs> with no real plans. All I knew That's is um, Very I was flying into England one day, and I was flying out of Rome another day and everything I did in between I had one month with no plans so I just headed there and explored and and then yeah some of my content I got there kind of led to more opportunities and gave me a little more exposure on Instagram and yeah now I do it full-time I shoot tons of media for different tourism boards brands um, and then I also uh, do promotion on Instagram and yeah, I'm Amazing. trying to figure out yeah. what I'm doing next, but I'm just I'm, loving I'm look- life. And that's awesome. I'm looking through your Instagram right now, and there's just so many incredible photos. I see one of a, an elephant walking across the road in Kenya. And yeah, that was wild. <laughs> mountains, just absolutely beautiful artwork you've got. So that's and another uh, crazy thing. Uh, yeah, about a year ago, um, I had never been to a foreign country in my life, like. Um, yesterday was the uh, first time that's when I touched down in Europe and it was the first time I had ever been to a foreign country so um, yeah I'm really new to this and in the last year I've been to 18 countries so that's amazing wild time how how old are you if you don't mind me asking um I'm 22 22 I'm uh, 10 years older I'm 32 (laughs) oh all right right on 
I've so far I've been to about 13 countries and the first one was Costa Rica this was about I say I want to say about four years ago so I just took off I was traveling Costa Rica for a week uh, got some incredible footage over there came back and then I started sending it to tourism boards and then a year later I was shooting on assignment for CostaRica.com so awesome all expenses paid all along the Pacific coast for it was going to be three months, but I ended up crashing my drone, so we had to cut it a little bit short. Oh, but, that's um, unfortunate. That got me hooked on travel. And yeah, right on. Since then, I've backpacked through Central and South America. But, um, yeah, so tell me more about your your travels in Europe. And, um, and what inspired you to take that action to just take off and, and do your own thing? Well, I mean, I just, like, my whole life, I've just been, like, a doer. Um, I feel like if you just think about doing something and never actually take any action, you'll just be like, oh, well, I'll worry about that next week. Oh, I'll do that next month. Oh, I'll do that next year. And, like, it never ends up happening. Procrastination is terrible, yeah. A lot of people talk about doing something, but actions speak louder than words, right? Yeah, and if you go and you're just, like, like, I had no plans i feel like people try to like organize everything too much and i didn't i was like okay i'm free from the 4th of october to the like 28th of october or whatever and i was like okay i'll fly into london fly out of rome boom there's my trip yeah and so yeah i just headed to europe and that was super fun and excellent um, so you don't you're not stuck in a nine-to-five job you're not you know doing the corporate rat race or or any of that stuff, you're just you're free to do whatever. And still, how are how are you getting in touch with the tourism boards? Is that just something that you send them emails and then go from there, or do they usually find you through Instagram? Um, these days, it's mostly them finding me. Um, and okay. then initially, I did a lot of work with um this one company based in Wyoming called Visit USA Parks, and they kind of like coordinate media for a ton of uh different tourism companies and whatnot and so initially yeah they were they had found me and asked if i'd want to be like one of their creators and i was like creating a ton of media through them and i still do projects with them they're really awesome but that's amazing uh, yeah i think that may have been how i found you actually one of your photos was on their account yeah anyway these days um (laughs) they normally reach out to me either through a dm or an email and they want to set up a call so yeah now it's very different but it's a slow start and i mean doing uh this type of career it's like when you start out there's just so much competition and so many people trying to do the same thing that it's absolutely it's hard and if you have good connections like i did then it makes it a lot easier sure sure well i'd say you're definitely on the right you're on the right path and you just got to keep doing it yeah we'll see and then initially it was also really nice um Mm -hmm. i i really wasn't like making that much of an income with this right away but i had a bunch saved up from uh, college um i was a organic chemistry ta so i ah. taught chemistry labs and then i tutored organic chemistry and then i also worked in a neuroscience lab so between those few things it was like um yeah i had quite a bit saved up and then i had a full scholarship so i like didn't have any debt out of college so that was really nice and honestly if that wasn't the case I probably wouldn't have been able to do um what I'm doing but 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're um, well, you're way ahead of most people straight out of college. I mean, most of the people are saddled with debt, and it's like. Oh, it's I like know. Handcuffed. And they're stuck in they're never boring jobs, and I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the education system's a little bit messed mm-hmm. up these days, but <laughs> that's a whole different story. I didn't. Ha- I graduated with no student debt as well. Oh, and I awesome. Got 50 percent off tuition because my dad worked at the university. I went to Michigan State oh, University. Awesome. Graduated in computer science. But just like you, I mean, I decided, you know, I was building mobile apps for a while, and I decided this is not for me. I don't want to be stuck in a cubicle all day, staring at a laptop, coding away. So that's why I decided to Mm -hmm. start the photography business. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, tell me more about, like, what what, what would you say is one of your favorite destinations in the world so far out of the 18? Oh, my favorite. I mean... Like, I feel like every country is so beautiful and unique in its own way. But my favorite yeah. would probably have to, have to be Croatia. Croatia. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because most people don't even know what that is. Or, like, they hear it and they think it's some, like, cold Soviet country or something. But, <laughs> no, it, it's, like, oh, it's incredible. That was – so, on my Europe trip, that was – oh, I was – if in, for the people who don't know, um, Croatia is kind of in the Mediterranean. It's, like, kind of to the west of – Greece and it's kind of like to the east of Italy it's kind of like in between Italy and Greece anyway um yeah I was my whole plan for this whole trip was I was gonna go from uh England and then take a train all through all the European countries over to Greece and then um and then yeah what happened was I was going through all the countries and then until this point I had been like spending like two maybe three days per country like i was taking like the european sampler i wasn't really like spending a whole lot of time anywhere and then i got Mm -hmm. to croatia and oh i just like fell in love and i I, like didn't even continue on to greece because i was like no i just want to spend my entire last week in croatia because this place is dope so wow um, i don't blame you that yeah what what's the name of that waterfall there's this really beautiful waterfall in croatia but that's plitman's lakes Ah. Yeah, and actually, I wasn't able to go there. I really, really, really wanted to go yeah. there, but um, mm-hmm. the that whole week I was there, there was p- apparently some huge flood up there, and it was completely inaccessible and closed down. So, yeah, I guess I'll have wow, to that's a make that a future trip. But what I liked about Croatia was I went to Pula, and right on the coast, there's, like, all these giant white cliffs, and the coastline is just, like, full of really cool rock formations and then underneath these rock formations there's just like a huge network of sea caves and there's like sea caves that go back like almost a mile and yeah i just went out there and i i'm i love swimming i'm a huge swimmer and i just like go swim through those caves all day i had a little waterproof housing thing for my camera and um kayakers coming through and it was awesome scuba diving did we able to swim through as or snorkeling, or how no? I was just swimming. Ah, like I just had my goggles on, just like I was in a pool, and uh, yeah, I'd do that. And then uh, cliff jumping is really big there. There's a bunch of really awesome cliffs, and and then the people there are just so nice. Like in a lot of European countries, um, mm-hmm. they're kind of rude to American tourists, like it's especially not- France and some parts of Italy. They just yeah. like, I don't know, they just kind of. I don't know what they have against Americans, but they just kind of are standoffish <laughs> and 
won't be very nice to you, but oh, not Croatia. They are so nice there. And like everyone I met was just amazing. And then, wow. yeah, I remember well, I, I was on the my list. I have to yeah. add that to the list of places to visit for sure. And I've heard it's a lot cheaper than the rest of Europe as well. You can oh, it get is. It's there. super cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I came like in Switzerland. That's the most expensive place I've yeah. ever been. It's like I went to McDonald's just to like check prices and like for a Big Mac, it's the equivalent of about 14 USD. So, oh, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> like, Switzerland That's is insane. ridiculous. And then, yeah, in Croatia, you could eat, like, a good meal for, like, three bucks. Like, it's so cheap. Damn, and, yeah, that's comparable um, to Indonesia or somewhere in the Oh, yeah, I know. And anyway, there, um, the thing that I really had fun doing is I got to the coast, and um, out on the rocks, like, above the sea caves, I just, like, ran into this um, dude who was, like, playing a guitar, and I just went up to him and I was like yo it sounds awesome what's up and he ended up being from Brazil and then he had like a bunch of other friends there from Britain and then I kind of just like made a friend group with like this huge squad of like Brazilian and British people and like every single night we just like chill out on these sea cliffs and um, play music and cliff jump and they set up like a big slack line between like two cliffs and oh it was a blast like that was one of the highlights of my life like just to have that chill moment and like just be around new friends from like so many different places and just hang on the coast like that was a lot of fun I felt so like carefree and had no worries in the world so yeah, yeah. sound like a, a pretty gregarious extroverted guy that's that's awesome you make friends wherever you go it's actually really funny because in high school I was like a total introvert like really I was probably uh-huh. the biggest nerd of all time and i'm the type of guy who would like <laughs> yeah. sit in a corner and social like, outcast read a science book uh-huh. i don't know but <laughs> yeah i was yeah. kind of the same way in, in high school and college actually but uh in college i moved into the co-op so i was living with like 27 people men and women so that forced me to you know get out of my get out of my shell a little bit more um, oh nice and now i'm more of an ambivert introvert extrovert i can switch between the two pretty easily and, you know, traveling is so easy to meet people staying at, at hostels. You can meet people all over the world that are also interested in travel. So, yeah. I backpacked through Southeast uh, – not Southeast Asia, South, South America for a year and a half. Wow, so, that's wild. Uh, yeah, from Panama City all the way down to Patagonia in southern Chile. Wow. So I took buses. It took me about 10 months to reach uh, Torres del Paine. Okay. A national park in, in – uh, Chile. And then yeah, I went up to Buenos Aires, spent a few months between Buenos Aires and Santiago, Chile. Um, and yeah, then I just, I kind of burned out a little bit because uh, like my phone was stolen. I lost my debit card. Oh, wow. um, my camera broke. So literally when I came back, my whole camera was in pieces. I found a guy who disassembled it over there and uh, just couldn't oh. be fixed. And the electronics are super expensive in Argentina too. So I just decided to come back, and so now I'm back in Austin, kind of just hanging out, waiting to save up enough money to go to Indonesia next, most likely. All right. Well, it sounds like a great place. For sure. Have you ever been? No, I've actually never been to Asia. I mean, (laughs) you only do so much in a year, but yeah. um, Sure. uh, It's definitely high on my list. Like, yeah, Indonesia and Australia are kind of my next, like, destinations I would personally choose. Awesome. Um, Same here. They're my right travels 
end up being more of like wherever I can get paid to go rather than where I want to go, which is uh-huh. perfectly fine too. But yeah, like if I yeah, can yeah. choose a trip right now, it'd be Indonesia or Australia. Awesome. Well, maybe we could uh, collaborate on projects sometime soon. We'll see. Sure. I'm looking at a picture on your Instagram right now of Rainbow Mountain. There's a proof. Yeah, that was actually just up. last week I was there. <laughs> really? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's uh, very close to Cusco. The elevation's like, what, twenty over 20,000 feet? It's uh, 17,000. The brutal hike. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I live at a high elevation. My town's at about uh, 7,200. But yeah, that what? was like sickening even for me that was quite the trek yeah for sure that was uh very very challenging i also did the uh the salkante trek which is a five-day hike to machu picchu oh wow so, right on i went there we yeah. definitely just got out of a bus there so didn't do that but <laughs> that's a lot <laughs> easier <laughs> it was it was very very amazing i'd highly recommend it if you ever get the chance but um, let's see. So my my podcast is about you know being a digital nomad, traveling, finding clients, remote work. Um, so do you have anything to share on that topic? Like how do you how do you find clients while you're traveling, or are you mostly just working for say a tourism board or a brand? Uh, normally uh, on trips, uh, I on trips I'm at least lately I've it's mostly been like tag-alongs with different companies or like you know sponsorships like Mm -hmm. so my europe thing um that wasn't like with any specific company that was just me having fun and then a bunch of the work from that like resulted in work but my next uh foreign trip was to kenya and that was with uh life straw and we got to make like a video documenting documenting them like um installing a bunch of clean water filters in schools there um and so that was a week but then i asked them if they could like delay my flight for like another week or two and they're like oh yeah sure no problem so they delayed it two weeks so then i had my one week doing that project with life straw and then i had two weeks where i was just like completely solo on my own fending for myself in kenya so <laughs> that was Ooh. a ton of fun and yeah, then yeah. um so my next trip yeah, and I ended up going to the coast. I went down to uh, Mount Kilimanjaro. I, like, stayed in, like, a hut at a Masai Mara village. It was Ooh, wild. Wow. Yeah, that it's was like, probably the most wild the trip I've ever done. Yeah. The, the, with the elephant, is that Kilimanjaro in the background? Oh, yeah. That thing is a big boy. So for our listeners, um, you should definitely check out David M. Rule on Instagram. Go through his Instagram. Yep. He's back. Really amazing photos all throughout. Bright, vivid colors. Um, I love this one of Utah as well. Or no, it's Nevada. Oh, I have so many Wait. from Utah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, is it Valley of Fire in Nevada? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that was actually probably my like first shot that kind of took off. Amazing. But yeah, love that one yeah so um one thing one thing i've started doing lately is i'll just feature different um photographers and inspire me on instagram in my story and i'll tag them in the story so then it will show up in their messages and they'll usually get back like oh thanks so much for sharing my photo or whatever so it's more exposure for them it's kind of like a win-win i would say um just something to kind of get your name out there it's ah awesome 
Devil's Tower. Anyway, so um, what else should we talk about? <laughs> um, the podcast is, is still relatively new, so thanks so I much. I mean, for, I could just talk about some of my trips and sure. what I did. And I Please, so, yeah, I, I could just do a walkthrough of my trips in the last year. I don't know. <laughs> um, we'll see. Oh, yeah. So I guess, looking at your bio on the website, you're wearing a shirt that says, Inspire Adventure, Inspire People, Inspire the World. Where Would you say that's kind of how you live your life? Um. Yeah, I guess so. That was oh, that was like a company that sent me like some free shirts in exchange for pictures. Oh, actually, that brings a good point. Yeah, yeah that company. I uh, that's when you're starting out, a good way to um just get some content made. Yeah, that company, Adventure Enthusiasts. I just like asked them. I was like just starting out. I was actually still in college during that, and I was just like, "Yo, I'm going on a road trip with my friend to Oregon," and I just asked them. I was like, "If you send me like." some free gear i'll like take a bunch of pictures during this trip just so i can nice. like get some practice and stuff and like it just in exchange for like free gear like oh companies will almost always like be like oh yeah sure and that's a good way yeah to just, free like, swag build and up it's, it's more promotion for them and then it's just a good way to build up like a portfolio of some work and then you can show that to other companies and kind of show that you're the real deal so yeah. awesome Cool. So you're you're a world traveler, and you're just you know you've been to 18 countries. That's very inspiring, and uh, I'd love to maybe maybe we could collaborate on projects sometime. Um, but yeah, for now I'm I'm just here in Austin, and uh, but yeah, thanks so much for being on the podcast. And okay. Do you, have, yeah. do you have anything else you want to share? Do you, would you like to take us through some of your your trips? Um trips abroad. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I could like just share a few of the best experiences. Please do. Um, let's see. So oh, one of my favorite experiences was definitely in uh Switzerland. So there's this little town called uh Lauterbrunn in Switzerland and it's like this really beautiful valley with like these huge cliffs and like waterfalls like going off of it. And anyway, I um, I was actually in France, and I was trying to go to the Dolomites, and then I, like, didn't speak French, and I had no idea what was going on in this train station, and I accidentally got on a train to Switzerland. So that trip, oh, no. was, a com- that trip was a complete accident. I actually never originally intended to go there, but, like, that was my probably, other than Croatia, my favorite country in Europe, and, like, I'm so glad I made that mistake. So, yeah, I yeah. got out in Lauterbrunnen. And um, I just went downtown, and I was like, oh, this looks like a pretty cool place to drone. And I sent my drone mm-hmm. up, and then some guy, like, comes over to me, and I thought he was going to, like, get mad at me for droning or something. And then he, like, was <laughs> just like, oh, is that a drone? Oh, that's so cool. Do you want to stay at my house? And what? I was like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, sure. And that I had been, like. That my reaction. Oh, yeah, dude. and I had been, like, sleeping and, like, oh, I, yeah, <laughs> um. Earlier in Switzerland, I there's this one place where I like found like this field with a cow feeding trough in there that had hay in it, and I just like pitched my sleeping bag in that, and like I'd sleep in places like that. Like I was so just like you're just rough and get out there. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and so like finally I was like, oh, I just stay at a real place, and he was like so nice. I forgot wow. his name, but yeah, he was this little like Swiss guy, and he like showed me around. He like uh, he and his wife like 
um, cooked every night. And that was just like such a friendly, nice place. And it was beautiful. So I really like Switzerland. Is that a common where they just welcome in strangers to their house? Is that like part of the their custom over there? Or? I don't think so. I think this guy just thought my drone was cool. Huh. <laughs> but um, yeah, how does it work fun. with um, regulations? Do you need a Part 107 license or any of that stuff? I to... have my Part 107, but I I don't think that's valid outside the U.S. It depends uh-huh. on the place. Like, um, I did a trip to Cuba, and like, drones are like strictly prohibited at all in Cuba, so I can bring it there. Really? Um, and mm-hmm. like in mm-hmm. in Kenya. They're allowed everywhere except national parks. And, like, it, I don't know. Honestly, as long as you, like, read up on regulations and where they are and aren't allowed, like, you'll be fine. But Yeah, I almost um, got a drone seized in uh, Nicaragua when I was crossing through the immigration b- border patrol. Oh, yeah. But, uh, they're, they're pretty strict about them over there. But luckily, they let me pass without taking it. That would have sucked. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, and then another, like, big highlight trip of mine was to Tulum, Mexico. That Ooh, was... Yep. That that, place. And yeah. actually, in terms of photography, that trip probably helped me out more than anything because my um, my shots of the cenotes are probably yeah. some of my most popular on Instagram. Yeah, like you'll I'm see one, one of them right now. There's like uh, one of a dude on a rope swing swinging through. Yeah. That one kind of blew up. But That's amazing. I think I yeah. saw that one featured all over the place. Oh, it was. Yeah, that was my first like big blower upper. But uh, anyway uh yeah beautiful shot tulum was so much fun it's like it's beachfront and then there's just a million cenotes and i was actually working on a little documentary about an art fest with a big crew we had like 12 of us or something and yeah during that whole art fest um we got to go like experience like a real mayan ritual on a cenote um i have this one shot uh it's of like the inside of a cenote and there's stairs and there's like a girl on the stairs with her feet like hanging off that uh-huh. one um anyway that one i get dm'd all the time with people asking what cenote it is and yeah. i honestly have absolutely no idea and that's because <laughs> what we're so doing there is all these mayans they like loaded mm-hmm. us they loaded our crew up in this like van and just drove us out into the middle of the jungle and then we we're gonna shoot like an authentic mayan ritual thing and then they like put like war paint on and stuff and what? they went down into the cenote and yeah, we uh, got to film them like just banging drums and doing smoke and blowing whistles. Wow. And yeah, it, it was absolutely ridiculous. I loved it, but are you going to post? And then we were like cliff jumping anywhere? the rest of the day. Yeah. Um, awesome. it's, it's up somewhere. Um, did you make but it to I, Chichen Itza? It's the, the yep. ancient uh, Mayan. I went to Chicken Pizza. Loved it there. Chicken Pizza. Yep. Yep. I have a shot from there. Awesome. You go back enough. I was, yeah. I was going to go in, but I didn't have any money for the, the cover entrance, so I just skipped it, which is probably a, oh, shoot. a mistake. Yeah. And then I went to one of the cenotes. I can't remember what it was called. I was really close by. Um, oh, I know. It's one. Actually, I have a shot of there, too. It's uh, yeah. Kill Cenote. That's right. Yep. That's a beautiful shot. So I would be remiss, obviously, you know, since we're both photographers, I'd love to know, like, what, what camera equipment you're shooting with. Do you have one oh, yeah, sure. camera that you, is your go-to or a couple different um, so ones? So currently I shoot on my uh, 
Canon 1DX2, and that's entirely because of video capabilities. I actually used to shoot on a Canon 5D Mark IV, and actually mm-hmm. I prefer my Mark IV for stills. It's just like higher megapixels. I feel like, I don't know, I feel, feel it's probably just my mind. I think the dynamic range is slightly better on it, but oh, yeah. anyway, yeah. But the thing is, it's not great for video, and the 1DX2 kills video, and that's yeah. Well, the 1DX2 is, is huge, right? So you have to carry oh, it's horrible yeah. to carry everywhere. It is like <laughs> carrying a cinder block in my bag. So I've thought about switching to Sony. I might, uh-huh. um, but how much is I the don't 1DX? really know. It gets the job done. How much is a 1DX just for the body? Oh, man, um, just the body. I got a really good deal. I got mine used. I think a new one is like over five grand. Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I got mine for 3500 used. Oh, that's so. not bad. Oh, that was a huge deal. Like, I'm so lucky to have gotten that. I found it on eBay, and part of me was like, oh, this is probably like a scam or something. But it was like a really, like, high-grade, highly-ranked seller, and it looked legit. And I emailed it, yeah. and I was like, okay, I'll take a chance. And ended up being perfect and great, and I use it every awesome. day. So, Glad yeah. I started out shooting with Canon. I had the, a couple different Rebel series, and I had the Canon 7D. And then I just sold it, including all my lenses, and switched to Sony mirrorless cameras. Okay, so I was shooting with a Sony A6000 for about three or four years. And then, of course, that one broke. And oh, shoot, sorry. Oh, what happened? Oh, we're good. Sorry, I thought it cut out for a sec. Oh, okay. Right, yeah, we're, so, we're gold. So I finally, the, the A6000 broke when I was in Buenos Aires. I got back to Austin, and luckily my friend, uh, his name is Jared Tennant. He's a very talented photographer here in Austin. He sold me his A7 for about 600 with a lens. So I got oh, a really cool. good VR. And uh, I've been shooting with that ever since. Yeah, awesome. And they're super portable, too. I think a lot of yeah. the professionals are moving towards mirrorless cameras nowadays. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Awesome. And what what do you use for editing? Like, um, is it usually light? So for photography, it's a mixture of light. It's pretty much Photoshop, because um, mm-hmm. the thing with me, I, I've uh, other photographers have like seen me edit and just been like, "Whoa, what are you doing? This is so weird." <laughs> but <laughs> I uh-huh. don't. I mean, I guess if you're gonna have a unique style, you have to have unique ways. But yeah, you gotta yeah. Anyway, I I use Lightroom if I'm like mass processing a ton, but. Uh-huh. If I'm doing, like, you know, wedding or senior portraits or something. But if I'm, like, editing my Instagram shots, I always use Photoshop. And the reason for that, it's not because I'm, like, moving stuff around and creating digital art. It's because um, I just like working in layers. I just feel like being able to work layer by layer, like, helps me a lot with my workflow. And so, yeah, I'll have, like, one layer and I'll use camera raw filter just like Lightroom and then Mm -hmm. create, like, something cool with that and then i will you know maybe put a layer on and like adjust colors and stuff in a selective area and then put like a luminosity mask on and then i also have a few like little photoshoppy blending tricks that kind of give it my feel um yeah, yeah kind of what, what i aim for is you know that kind of like creamy oil painting type style and yeah that yeah, requires that... photoshop it's um a couple little blending techniques. I might make a tor- tutorial at some point about how to do that. That would be great. I'm sure a lot um, of people would be interested in watching that, including myself. Anyway, yeah. Um, Photoshop is pretty much how I edit. 
and yeah everyone's always like no that's not how you edit and I'm like well that's how I edit so <laughs> yeah screw you I'll help me do my yeah uh-huh there's a photo in the, in the Badlands of South Dakota with a rainbow and a guy looking out at the rainbow on the yeah that was awesome that was yeah I went to South Dakota and my friend Bryce he lives there and um he took me out to the Badlands and we camped then we woke up the next morning and oh we were gonna go to this one shot and get um it was kind of like the standard Badlands shot and get like the same pick everyone else gets but we went there and the light was really bad and it was just like a super Uh cloudy horrible morning (laughs) so we didn't get anything good there and then like on our way out of the park I just like spotted these little white rocks and a rainbow i was like whoa 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 wait pull over pull over and then we like the perfect moment and i found that and yeah i still i probably couldn't find that spot again if i like was trying but yeah that was really perfect sure that's one thing as a photographer you have to always have to have your eye out for that perfect moment and and it it could be gone in a few in a minute so absolutely gotta seize the moment for sure that's great Awesome. Well, let's see. What what else should we talk about? Is there anything else you want to before we wrap up the podcast? Or um, not really. I mean, unless you have something for me, all I'd say is let's like see. anyone trying to do what I'm doing, just mm-hmm. work like work hard and go full, full send. Like you know, this um this career really doesn't have a whole lot of room for like people who are just willing to kind of do it like half out. Yeah, exactly. You can't, like, yeah. just kind of try to put your toes in. Like, you have to go, like, full send. Like, if you're going to make this work, you have to just, like, jump clean off the cliff. So, yeah, you yeah. can't just pray that the opportunities will magically find you. You have to actively pursue them or reach exactly. out. Exactly. And, like, once you really, like, are committed to this and realize, like, this has to work or else nothing will, like, that slight bit of pressure, that'll really, like, help a lot, I think. But, Sure. I also don't know. I mean, mm. and a lot, I'm sure a lot of people are listening who don't really care about photography or anything. And that chase, just like follow what motivates you and what like you're stoked to do each day. So yeah. Follow your passion. That's actually the the yeah. slogan for my photography business. Okay. Well. But yeah. <laughs> good slogan. Yeah. Awesome. So where where can we find more information about you? You have a website, obviously Instagram. Um, so yeah, obviously my Instagram is probably the biggest outlet mm-hmm. for me. It's just at David M. Rule, D A V I D M R U L E. Everyone thinks I'm David Mule because like the M and R <laughs> kind of run together, but yeah, that's a, eh. David that's Rule a, was taken, uh, David Dot Rule was taken, David Underscore Rule was taken. So I was like, well, guess I'll have to put my middle initial in there. So yeah, sure, why that. not? And then I have a website. It's uh, DavidRulePhoto.com, and then I have a f- Facebook. Uh, like public photography account it's uh-huh. like I don't know how Facebook works it's like David Rule but then That's it the has like page. yeah it's a, my business page and it has like a handle I think it's David Rule photo anyway yeah I have that yeah I, awesome I'm never on Facebook I feel like that's dead but it's on there <laughs> I use Facebook too much it's it's oh um, man no problem I have a Twitter. I tweet something like maybe once every two months. That's David M. Rule, but that's not like businessy. Yeah, who cares about Twitter? But yeah. You have 66,000 right? followers on Instagram, so that's obviously the best place to check out your work. Yeah. 
beautiful artwork and it was was great interviewing you on the podcast thanks so much for being on the show all right well thanks so much yeah have a good one bye you too